Ira Winkler has just been elected international president of the ISSA, the Information System Security Association. What's his agenda? What's his role? Hi, this is Tom Field, vice president of editorial with Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking now with Ira Winkler. Ira, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So you've been elected the ISSA's international president for 2012-2013. How do you see this role? Uh, Well, actually, I'm president through 2014, as a matter of fact. But uh, let's see, as far as how I see the role, um, primarily what I'm trying to do now is reinvigorate ISSA. ISSA has pretty much had stagnant growth over the last, actually, countless years now. And that's not a bad thing because we do have about 10,000 members, so that's a substantial part of the population. But again, I'm sure given the growth of the profession, we really should be having more people attracting younger people, attracting a wider, wider variety of professionals and things like that. And that's going to be my primary goal moving forward. Well, as you say, the profession is evolving. What do you see as the role of the ISSA as the profession grows and evolves? Well, I look at ISSA, and and frankly, I don't want ISSA to be anything special compared to the other professional associations that are out there. For example, the ACM and the IEEE. Those are all great organizations, and what they do is they promote fellowship among the professionals within there. It promotes continuing education. It promotes networking opportunities. It promotes professional growth and things like that. Likewise, ISSA should be doing similar types of things, so that's kind of how I look at it. And, you know, what what ACM and IEEE, clearly they attract people when they're in the college level, and that's one of their primary methods for growth, you know, keeping a fresh supply of people coming in and things like that. And they also tend to have special interest groups because while getting together locally is nice, and, I mean, frankly... In the current environment with the Internet and everything else, I've stayed closer with people, you know, 10,000 miles away because we have common professional interests, not necessarily because I am physically located within 30 miles of them, for example. So that's kind of what I see the ISSA's role as doing, not just, again, promoting, you know, promoting um, networking locally, but also promoting networking internationally as well. All right, let's take a step back and talk about the security landscape. We're talking now at a time when U.S. banking institutions are, are besieged by distributed denial-of-service attacks. What do you see as the top security threats to organizations today? Frankly, I think the top security threat is what I would call naiveness. Um, I think that a lot of people really don't have an understanding of it. Yes, we are hearing you know, denial-of-service attacks that most people are saying are coming from Iran, for example, in retaliation for a variety of different wrongs, perceived wrongs. That's one issue. But the reality is, is when we look at losses on a day-to-day basis, these losses on a day-to-day basis aren't from nation-states. They're not from, you know, well, frankly, to a certain extent, they are from organized cyber gangs and stuff like that. But the way these people tend to be successful is because they take advantage of fundamental vulnerabilities that should be easily prevented or easily preventable, like updating the operating systems, again, not allowing services on the computer that are unnecessary, um, running proper antivirus software, better user awareness, and a variety of other things. Yes, there are 
some advanced attacks out there, but frankly, those attacks are very few and far between. And we really need to get the general population and the secure, not just the security professional, but the tech computer professionals as a whole, much more attuned to com what I would call information and computer security basics. Very fundamental things because most attacks, you don't need to be a nation state when somebody doesn't have a password on their account as an example. So we talk about basic protections, basic fundamentals of security. You talked about the naivete. What do you find to be the top challenges for security professionals attempting to step up into these roles and improve the situation we've just discussed? I think a lot of times security professionals have, and I'm not trying to be hypercritical about professionals, but there is no necessarily proper career path for a security professional per se. A lot of people are just put into the security role without proper training, without proper guidance and things like that. For example, when if you're a normal computer professional out of college, you get hired to be like a database administrator or something like that in a large organization, you have somebody sitting next to you, that person has been administering a database for an unknown period of time, they have a lot of maturity, they have a lot of experience, so they work with you because your college degree really doesn't prove anything significant except for the fact that you have gone through a fundamental level of training. And that's important, but that's what it is, a fundamental level of training. If you don't want that beyond that, though, administering a database that's fairly large and complicated, that takes you know, mentoring, skill, and that's not the type of thing you get in a classroom. That's the type of thing you get from experience and on-the-job training. Unfortunately, but also guided on-the-job training. In the security, when people enter the security profession, very rarely do they have guided on-the-job training. It's primarily trial by fire. And that's the type of problem that we have because most people are learning from other people or have to learn from themselves and the other people they're trying to learn from rarely have the experience needed to mentor somebody properly. Is this the opportunity, then, of the ISSA to help provide that mentoring example for people entering the profession? Well, I would say yes and no, because, frankly, the ISSA cannot, much like the ACM and IEEE, cannot reach into organizations. It's not the place of the ISSA to necessarily reach inside commercial or government organizations, although we'd like to help develop standards and highlight training and certifications and things like that. You know, what the job of the ISSA is at this point is to allow people who are interested in learning more, in doing a better job, to provide them the opportunity to find other people. For example, I can find a mentor out there for anyone who wants to be in the security profession. However, that mentor is not going to be sitting with them holding their hand to teach them how to administer that firewall, per se. That mentor will not be there to help them write, step by step, a security awareness plan, for example. That is the job of the organization, and frankly, the ISSA should help people find mentors who help, can help people find better support, and also to try to help industry as a whole promote better on-the-job training and better guidance and to, you know, to promote the people being sent to proper security-focused training. Ira, a few moments ago you mentioned special interest groups, and I know you have a couple of them in the works for the ISSA. 
Tell me a little bit more about your awareness special interest group. Well, the Security Awareness Special Interest Group is growing out of the Minneapolis chapter. Well, I should say it's the Minnesota chapter formally. The Minnesota ISSA chapter put a while ago decided that there is a group of people who are interested in a variety of subtopics within the security profession. Because just like, for example, if you're in the computer profession, to say I'm a I'm a computer professional, there's a difference between a database administrator. There's a difference between a programmer. There's a difference between an auditor and a whole bunch of other things. So the Minnesota chapter said, hey, we recognize that there are independent subcultures within the security community, and one of them, for example, was the security awareness group. So one of their members started the security awareness special interest group for them, and they, create, and they got together the people from the Twin Cities region to help foster a community where they can get together, share their experiences, and help each other and provide support for each other as well. And that is a great basis for moving a chapter internationally, or sorry, for moving a special interest group internationally so that we can expand that out so that we can encourage more people to share information and get together on security awareness, both at the upcoming international conference as well as via a variety of different web-based tools and things like that. So as you know, awareness is becoming much like the weather. It's something that many people talk about, but few actually do something about it. What would you say the objectives of this group are when it comes to raising awareness, creating standards for awareness? What's the mission? Well, right now the mission is for like-minded professionals to get together and learn from each other. You know, again, that's the purpose of a special interest group out there. In the longer term, hopefully there will be training materials made available. There will be sample security awareness plans and policies and sample documents that people can share among each other. And frankly, if you are a member of the special interest group, you can go ahead and put out a message and say, hey, does anybody have an example policy that I can make a copy of, like an example mobile device security policy I might need to get a hold of? That is something that they could do now once they're a member of this group, as an example. The other special interest group you have in the works is healthcare security. What can you tell me about that? Well, again, the healthcare security group out of the um, again is an outgrowth of something that came out of the Minnesota chapter, and that is and that is solely for healthcare security practitioners. And they do have people from outside the Minneapolis area or the Twin Cities region. I'll say it direct, you know, itself. And they have had a variety of call-in tools and things like that. So currently I'm working with them to determine their, um, I will say, their um, motivation for growth. And then at the same time try to work out the appropriate policies and plans. Because um, one thing about healthcare security professionals is that they like to get together in an environment that could be considered non-attributional and in a non-vendor environment. So they want to, they primarily want to keep it to actual practitioners, not people who are just interested in selling to the practitioners. But there's a fine line because the ISSA as a community wants to serve both. So again, we're determining the appropriate rules of engagement and then allowing them, providing them more resources to grow, you know, within the United States and internationally. What do you see as unique concerns within healthcare as compared to other industry verticals? Healthcare has a lot of concerns, especially regarding the user populations. 
I mean, healthcare has everything from very advanced organizations, for example, like insurance companies that have very stringent policies, procedures, and everything like that. Then you're talking about some of the larger healthcare institutions like hospital systems, and they have to deal with, for la- uh, I'll say for lack of a better term, a hierarchy of egos in many cases where you have medical, you know, like doctors, for example, who don't like to be told that they have to log onto a computer system every time they walk away from it and it will be automatically logged out. You have to deal with people who are dealing with, like, from a variety of things, both an office environment, likewise into trauma situations where you might have blood splattering on the computer systems and emergency scenarios where access to information is critical. And then it's also a heavily regulated industry now, especially with HIPAA security regulations. And then you also have it down to, like, medical offices, you know, where you might have a single doctor and, a, you know, a team of, like, two nurses and then three office workers, and those people have to figure out a way to interact with each other and everything else. And so the healthcare profession, has, healthcare security profession, has to address all those different user categories, which is highly unique. We find ourselves now internationally at a time when there are far more information security positions than there are professionals. What do you see needs to be done to cultivate this next generation of security professionals to fill these positions and others that we're going to develop? Well, I think that there's, uh, I think that, I don't necessarily think that that's true, that there are more people, that there are more openings than there are jobs. Because I know a lot of incredible security professionals who are, frankly, out of work at the moment. And that's something that ISSA has helped, where it helps security professionals get together and share information and stuff like that. So that's a good thing. And it helps, you know, for example, sharing job openings and things to that effect. However, in the general population, there are still a significant number of information security practitioners who are out of work. And that has to be addressed. That's issue number one. Issue number two is just because a job involves security, it, you know, just the person filling that role, it doesn't necessarily mean that person is qualified. And that person should be qualified because not necessarily that they had proper educational background, but because that person should have received on-the-job training from other related positions. Because I think one of the fallacies is, is that it's the job of the security professional to handle security. It would be, for example, like saying, you know, I like automobile analogies. It would be like, for example, saying, like, whenever somebody drives a car, they need a driving safety specialist to ride in the car with them. You know, for example, every driver is responsible for the safe operation of their vehicle. Every driver is responsible, I know this sounds stupid, but for remembering to close their door before they start driving. They're responsible for putting their seatbelts on. They're responsible for before they pull out of a parking space to look around. They're responsible for driving safely as they drive themselves. The problem is security should be much in the same way. When software developers write code, they should know how to write the code securely. When administrators add users to a network, they should know how to add the users securely. When people administer a database, they should know how to like protect the data as part of their database administration and things like that. That is embedding a secure security culture into the job of everyone, which is really what it should be. Again, we shouldn't have to have somebody sitting next to us telling us how to drive safely. Likewise, the computer profession shouldn't have a, a, a safety professional sitting next to everyone. It should be the job of everyone in, that, in, in a position of, in the computer profession 
to know how to incorporate security into their day-to-day activities. That doesn't mean that there's not a place for people like who are doing special security-specific jobs. And that's a critical factor that should be addressed as well. But, again, I think that's one of the fallacies, that too many people think we need a security position instead of looking to expand the roles of other practitioners who should be learning about security as part of their job. And those people are also potential ISSA members as well. Our your international conference is coming up in October. What are the main objectives of that get-together? Well, frankly, one of the main objectives, I mean, obviously it's an educational event. We have some high, I mean, we have some very prominent speakers out there, like General Minahan, I believe, is a speaker, you know, former NSA director, former director of the U.S. Cyber Command. We have Howard Schmidt as a speaker, former, you know, former cybersecurity advisor to President Obama, as well as, you know, frankly, the cybersecurity advisor to President Bush as well. So... We have a lot of notable speakers. We also have educational tracks that are really, again, great for people to be out there. But in addition to the educational opportunity, it's an incredible network opportunity. I think this year we're expecting five to 600 people there, and it's in an awesome environment in Disneyland. So, you know, why not go to the happiest place on earth to meet new people and meet your old friends? <laughs> so, Ira, if we talk a year from now, what do you hope to have accomplished by that time? Um, frankly, I'd like to see the, the security awareness and healthcare SIGs be uh, fruitful and multiplying, for lack of a better term. I'd also like to see at least five other, well, at least three other SIGs, so five total, be up and running and substantially going by that point in time. I'd like to see some invigoration of we're reaching out to other, well, I'm not going to say professional societies, but certification organizations like EC Council, like CompTIA, who have professional certifications in the security space, and seeing what we could do to and, and attracting many of their members to becoming ISSA members so that we promote more diversity into ISSA and things like that. Frankly, if I could accomplish those two goals in a year, that would be an awesome accomplishment. Well, I wish you well, Ira. I thank you for your time and your insight today. Thank you so very much. I've been talking with Ira Winkler. He's the new international president of the Information Systems Security Association, the ISSA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.